Welcome to Above Board with Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis. If you tuned into last week's episode, or I, I suppose I should say two weeks ago, was it? I, I, yes. I lose track of two weeks ago. Okay. The previous episode. The previous episode. We were talking about some things, talking about some challenges. I even got a few messages from people, you know, like saying, because <laughs> we were talking about struggling with growth and, and this kind of stuff, which was just a matter of time, really. Well, today we've made some decisions and I'm unfortunately still sick, so I apologize. I just sound awful still, but we've made some decisions and we're going to talk about those. Oh my goodness, I'm ready. So let's let's walk through what we've been doing, what we've been kind of discussing, and uh, and share it with the people of the world. Because um, yeah, we had loads of messages. I mean, it was I've got some Twitter DMs, Telegram messages, just talking about stuff. So number one was support. That was a big one. We're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had someone reach out to us a few months back, maybe a bit longer than that. I, yeah. I can't even remember. And we're now going to start with him part-time and then move into full-time pretty quickly we can't really talk more around what we're doing in terms of well no no we can we can no we're expecting more growth following some changes we're making that's pretty much what we yes. can say and so yes. we need someone who can actually take that on and it's enabling us to do things that we wouldn't have done before because we don't want to have tons of support but now if we've got someone dedicated to that it kind of frees us up to to be more adventurous is is a good high level way of talking about it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think just as well, like as we add more features, there are more features to support, right? And as well as, and and not just support, but also like document and write guides and, and kind of help with all of the things that go with support and can potentially make support easier. So it's quite, I think we both just realized how much work it is to do that aspect of the business. Yeah, in addition to everything we're, we're trying yeah. to do as well. Yes. Yeah, that feels like it's a maintenance thing. We need someone who can just maintain that and, and obviously build those guides and things like that. But when we're spending lots of time doing it, or if we're not doing stuff, for example, when we're not writing guides for, that people need, we're doing a disservice to our customers. So bringing in some kind of value there is really going to be great. So we decided on that. And then we're looking at what, 1st of September? Starting, I mean, starting date? Uh, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So yeah, Beautiful. So that's handled. Um, with regards to the development side of things, um, I'm feeling like there's, the reason that there's such a bottleneck at the moment is because we're working on big, big projects. I mean, even before this one, we did a huge, huge kind of refactor. We wrote, I mean, we wrote nearly a thousand tests. Like it's, it's been ridiculous, but we need to do that, you know, and, and refactor. This latest refactor has been to Inertia.js, and this is like a springboard because we can't get Ember developers that know Laravel too because that just doesn't happen. And so now we're in a place where we've got this tech stack where there is a huge, huge, huge audience that can work with this tech stack. And it's also my audience as well. So but people who I either know of or know, which is just fantastic. So what we're probably going to be doing there is we've talked about where are we now we're in july so august september october realistically we're probably looking end of october um for bringing on more developers i think it's still going to be too middleweight it's really going to be a case of seeing what we need but 
I think it will be fun. And just for that redundancy too, obviously development's going fine, but I think we need to move more horizontally and that'll be good. Been working with Contractor and that's been fantastic. He's he's solving a lot of problems. And just that back and forth with a, a senior engineer has been really nice for me. Because so I can I can work database things out, but it like I d I'm not a I'm not an SQL expert, right? Um I can work things out, but I need that that expert to actually bring things in. Like I can think about stuff, I can give opinions on stuff, but just that expert that already has the knowledge to then take us to different levels and then for me to think about it that helps so much and so we're making huge progress there you know we talk about entry and exit pages we talked about this before that's all very very i'm not going to say when it's coming but that's very close now we've got the queries written we just have to now restructure the data so i'm already in juggling mode with the, the technical stuff and um we do need to get back to strategy and that's what then motivates the technical hire so with all those decisions made, me and you suddenly find ourselves in this strategic position where we're managing people and it's definitely something new for both of us, which we've never done before. Um, and even interviews that I expect we're going to have. I've got a few people, you know, I told you I had tons of emails. We haven't even done a job post yet, but there are tons of emails for the dev position or the dev positions. We still have to do interviews, you know, or I know they're not super formal like you'd have <laughs> bigger companies, but we have to have calls, make sure that there's a good um, chemistry and, and they have the skill set and that kind of thing so yeah interesting times i know it, it feels like it feels like we we have had to take a step back and focus on fathom as the business that it is like it takes mm -hmm. a lot to to do that and i think as well what you said about bringing on an, an expert i think has been really key because it, it's amazing how quickly experts because they're an expert at a subject matter can just be like oh this is what you need or oh this is the thing yeah. that needs to be fixed or this is the thing you're struggling with um here's the fix and it's just like they just literally have it in their mind it's like that i think it was a story i don't know if it was true or not but like picasso somebody asked picasso, picasso was like sitting on a bench and somebody went up was like hey can i get a painting from you and he drew something on a napkin and handed it to them and he was like, that'll be $1,000. And they were like, well, you you just did that. But he's like, no, it took years and years and years to get to the point where I could draw something in two seconds on a napkin. So <laughs> that, that's my story Seems about legit. expertise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and experts, yeah, just bringing in the consultants is just so, so good. It just helps us get past things quicker. Because before it's me, and I've, you know, we've still got Google Analytics that's in a branch that we need to get deployed. And I'm thinking about that, thinking about this, thinking about like, enterprise stuff we're doing. Um, thinking about all these different things, then I'm also trying to do the database stuff. And again, I'm not an expert to begin with. Like I can write queries, I can do, I can build apps. I've been building apps for years, but I'm not doing CTEs, you know, like the window functions. I'm not doing much of that at all. So just having knowing that there's someone who is actually focused on this one task is just huge. Because that, then if I'm doing other stuff on the technical side, that is still happening. Like that's the big challenge really is how do we get this, what's the word? Um, and my brain is off today, so I apologize. Um, but how do we get that um, asynchronous business where it's not just Jack has to hop between things, it's more things are happening on the technical side, you know, and all that jazz. And then now we're actually getting to you where it's like, oh, Paul hasn't got to do support every single day. 
this is what's going to happen. And now what happens to Paul's workload? Like, where does he end up going? And then it just, it's, it's quite exciting. And I've been feeling a lot more excited since we started making some decisions. And I think Ruben Gomez said something once on Twitter. I think it was him. And he said something along the lines of not making a decision is making a decision. Like you're basically choosing not to make a decision. And that always stuck in my head. I think that's a really good thing to point out. And now we've made this decision to actually do something rather than just go, oh, oh growth, growth, growth is doing this. And you know, and a lot of it was me. You know, I've admitted that. I and mean, you've been ready to hire or outsource for a long time because you, you knew it made sense. And I was sort of like, ah. So I know it was me that held that up a bit. But I guess now I've got there, I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. Nice. If only we could get Ruben on the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we tried to get Ruben on the show three or four times now. And then I got sick. I was sick for about three or four weeks. And then you got sick for about three or four yeah. weeks. Are you even back to normal yet? No. Yeah, it's see? just this lingering thing. I, I, it feels like everybody has this where you get sick and it's not that bad, but then it lingers for quadruple the amount of time that you, was, you were sick with in the first place. Yeah. And I told you, my wife is, you know, super active, eats good, good immune system. She was sick for like three or four weeks. And, and that kind of says something, you know, for me, <laughs> it's whatever. But yeah, so we're trying to get Ruben on because Ruben is, Ruben's interesting because he just, he like grows a business and kind of like, he's off the radar kind of thing. Like, yes, he's on Twitter talking, but you see a lot of these talking heads on Twitter, you know, thousands and thousands of followers. And they don't actually know what they're talking about a lot of the time. He could have an audience of millions because he knows so much, but he just kind of like, I'm just going to do my, do my work, make some money and get it done. He's a person I go to for like advice. He's really, he's really, uh, he's a person, a lot of people, a lot of known people in the, the like bootstraps ass world go to for advice, I think. So unknown. It always, it always makes me laugh though. Cause no one actually, like a lot of people don't know who he is and people are following all these accounts that just talk shit they haven't got a clue what they're talking about they're just posting sound bites they haven't even done the thing they're talking about and then people are following them and i guess people don't know though if you haven't done something you would follow someone that sounds like they know what they're doing wouldn't you yeah you'd follow the loudest voice in the in that niche yeah twitter's weird man like even social media is weird probably they're, they're idiots but then they feel good about themselves because they're they're, they're getting the inspiration. They're getting. They're following someone, a thought leader. It's like, yeah, it's a thought leader that doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So how do we make how do we make these decisions? Like how do, how do we get to how do we get from not making a decision, which obviously is making a decision, to making a decision? Because I think this is where a lot of business owners struggle. Right? Is the I don't want to make the the paralysis, I guess, that comes with like, am I going to ruin my business if I make the wrong decision? And then they don't make a decision, which is making a decision. So they made a decision. But then like, I think that being that we're post, like we've made some of the decisions that have been weighing us for, for a little while mm-hmm. and we feel that weight lifted and the momentum build from, yes. okay, well, we, we took action and did this thing. Um, mm-hmm. How, how do we get to that place? So if you feel a pain point, taking action that first time, I'd say is kind of reckless because you don't know if that's just temporary. You know, emotions change all the time. You know, you could have a bad sleep, so you're feeling 
you've got to just be aware that a, a lot of stuff can be emotional. So we never ever want to act when it first comes up. I think it's the as the intensity builds, it gets to a point where we really start to question it. That's what I think happens, to be honest with you, because we never act on you know the first feeling because otherwise it'd be a poor way to run a business if you just acted on your emotions. You sort of want to become aware of it and then measure it. And then where it gets to the point where you just, you have to do it. And I, you know, we talk about company of one and the whole thesis of your book was questioning the growth and questioning doing these things. And it really is true. We're not just willy nilly diving into things without thinking about it. We're questioning it and we're, we're measuring it. And I think you've got to run your business like that, else you can act on emotion, act on impulse. And, or even when people are thinking so far into the future and they're placing these, these big, I mean, I don't want to call them irresponsible, but they're placing these big bets that could really come and sting them. You've also got to measure the risk. Look at the companies that are doing layoffs now. I get mm. you can't <laughs> Most control of the a recession. Ones. I think Google are doing it now and you can't control a recession, but if you're so focused into the future, that can cause issues too. So we do a bunch of stuff and it's not easy. Like sometimes you have to make compromises and we have made compromises in various areas and that's fine. But that's really... That is, that's the gist of it, actually. You can't always have your cake and eat it too. You have to make compromises sometimes. So making this decision will mean you can't do this. And I think you've got to accept that. And you've got to put your business, put your business needs first. And like, say, for example, imagine we wanted to hire some other person, but we actually really need help in this department. Or we're going to go into the area that we really need help in. So, yeah, that's how we've done it, really. Yeah, I think I think what you were saying um, is key, though, to to think about the things that are needed now or in the short term. Like, I think it's important to have those long term ideas and like the long term vision for your business. But mm -hmm. if all you think about is like, I just I, I keep thinking back to the the latest technical article that you wrote where you're talking about scale and like, well, what if this grows to the next Facebook? And it's like, it's okay to think like that. And just like us, like we really plan to make our infrastructure as resilient and tolerant as possible should we get a, a huge spike in traffic because like with us we like with our business we don't know what kind of traffic our customers are, are going to get every minute or every day or every hour kind of thing yeah. so we need to plan for that but we also can't just be stuck in the like well in five years from now what do we need or like if this 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 and this happens then what do we need it's like no like what do we what do we need right now? What's going to help us right now? What are our customers saying to us right now? And like, how can we act on it? Because I think, I think that's a place that people do get paralyzed. It's like, if I make this decision, then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and where am I going to be? It's like, just, just focus on the, the thing at hand first, mm -hmm. maybe. And then you'll probably be in a better place to make the second or third or fourth decision after that once you've done the first thing. Because then you'll have, like you said, you'll have more data at that point to not just guess at things, but to be like, oh, okay, well, this, this seems like this is going to make sense now. These things compound, you know, you kind of, you take, take care of your health and your mental health. And then suddenly you can have more change on the world. Um, you, you've got to kind of walk before you can run, I suppose is, is a way of putting it. Um, because yeah, you focus on these immediate things or these kind of short-term things, they do compound because you solve these problems and then you're ready for the next thing. I think it's a higher risk when you're so focused on the future and you're so obsessed about growth, like growing this team to do this and this and this. And you are, you're guessing a lot of the time. 
I think when there's true opportunity there and you've measured it, I think it's fine to do. But like business is such an art. We're talking very abstract here um, with, with the the kind of the, the future, but business really is an art. And obviously it's a skill as well. Well, artists, uh, um, art is skill, but there's really such a mix, mix and some people will pour in millions of dollars into hiring because they're so focused on that we're going to be this big multi-billion dollar business and we have to just invest, invest, invest. There is a middle ground. And I think we're the living proof of that, that there is a middle ground. We're perhaps uh, go further to the other side where we, again, I, I take blame for this, but again, where we've kind of slowed things down to the point where we should have moved faster. But there is this middle ground. And part of running a business, especially for us, where we haven't hired before, is learning where that middle ground is. Where's that no, I don't want to call it a safe spot, but it, it kind of is. It's outside of the comfort zone, but it's in a place where you're not overextended, if that makes sense. And, you know, we talk about finances and, and our fiscal responsibility, that kind of thing, where we're not overextended. Well, I also think that we've made, because we've waited as long as we have, we, we've ended up making, at least so far, we've ended up making great decisions. Like our <laughs> full-time developer is just a beast. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah, at, at doing the work that they're doing yeah. like so i think we've been able to because we we might have it might have been a bit more painful um going through it but at the the end result is that the the decision made to bring somebody on board and the decision on bringing a specific person on board is made with more insight and and knowledge and and sometimes data i guess today i was thinking about how we started this business and if you want to call it a lifestyle business, you can, you can call it whatever you want, but we started this business and we've run it how we've wanted to run it. We have a pretty good life because of that. You know, we wake up and we work on this business and I was thinking last night and it, it really gave me um, dopamine release. Cause I was thinking about how, when I was younger, I used to write out how I was going to build certain scripts and certain architecture and I do it on pen and paper, pencil and paper and get all excited. And I sort of look, I had the code in front of me and I'm thinking, wow, I'm literally doing what I've always wanted to do. I just get to write this code. And how cool is that? And then I'm thinking to myself, we're obviously doing this business and running it how we want to do it. And it's, it suits our lifestyle. Well, it's really fun now because we get to extend that to other people, to other people that want that good work-life balance that they don't want asshole bosses or asshole people to report to. They're always on their back and chasing, like, you know, the, the bosses of the world that no one likes. And we get to extend that to other people. I think about what you said in our, in our call with the future support hire, where it's a case of, we just need the work done. That's literally it. We're not going to chase you for like daily meetings and all this other stuff. You know, you need to take time off here. You need to do this. We don't care. We literally don't care. It's literally the most flexible job in the world where all we care about is that the work gets done. That's literally it, truly. And there's no stupid goals to meet. You know, if you if you're not feeling good, if you need a break because you're feeling burned out, it's so so chill. And I just think it's so amazing that we get to take that to other people. And that's one of the things. You know, we talk about growing and hiring. That's one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about is how how much better you can make other people's lives and how you can bring them into the lifestyle of the business, if you like, which I think is great. Yeah, and I mean that's something I'm very cognizant of as well because this is new for us, so we're obviously learning a lot here um, as we go, and definitely aren't experts at this yet. But I think there, is, like, I think culture of a business fails from the top down, like it doesn't fail mm. from the bottom up. So I think as long as you and I are 
always considering that and being intentional and empathetic with how we go about hiring people and bringing people on board and working with other people. I think that, yeah, like this job, it doesn't involve tediousness that a mm-hmm. big business with like, you don't have to rep- like, there's no reports that people have. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what report somebody would write, Yeah, but it's just like, just like, let's do the work. Let's like people. And I think this is kind of like, this is how you and I have always worked as well is just like, go off and do the work. If there's a problem, yes. if there's an issue, if there's something you need to talk about, then communication lines are always open. And like, mm-hmm. you, how many times a day do you and I are like, do you have five minutes? Let's just jump on Tuple. Or like, yeah, let's just yeah. jump on a call. And like, we solve the problem and then we move on. And then some days, like you and I will just be sitting here working and like, we don't talk to each other. I mean, we'll probably message each other about bears or something on Signal. Mm. But like, yes, yes. other than that, it's just like, let's just do like, let's get the work done. Let's have a good, let's, let's enjoy doing the work while we're doing it. Let's, let's chat a little bit around the virtual water cooler or whatever it is. And then, yeah, if you don't understand something, if you don't know something, if you're stuck on something, if there's a problem, then let's figure like, let's solve it. And like, that's how you and I have always worked together as well. And that I think has gone really well is that we're always open to, okay, well, if somebody's having an issue, then it's everybody's issue. So let's figure it out and let's like, get it, let's get it solved. Listen to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen, let's think about it, and then let's see what the best course of action is to move forward without involving ego as much as possible. And it's human. And then we get to the point where we're going to have people with different political opinions and they'll discuss politics. And then we get to ban all politics and have a big public <laughs> scandal. I'm going to stop winding them up about that. Like, I've done this a few times. I even referred to them as no politics at work camp on Twitter and someone appreciated that. Yeah. But um Treat people like humans, you know? Exactly. I think that's the that's the key in, in running this. Oh, I just, I, that policing, what adults can, I can't talk about. Just seems so silly, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, the whole thing is funny. I, I would be, it's funny because I think about stuff like that and I think about, okay, how would we handle that? If, like, if people are having an issue and there's a clash, you mediate. Like you accept that you're different and you're going, you come from different backgrounds, different opinions. That's something we are missing in, in this day and age is, is that tolerance. And I do find it hard, but because some people have opinions that I just think are so, so, like, I think they're d- dangerous, you know? And like, I, how do you, like, the only way forward is you have to be able to talk to these people if you believe there's some change to be had, right? Well, I think it's, a, I think there needs to be a curiosity, right? Like, if, if, if somebody holds an opinion that's different to mine, if I just dismiss it, then, both parties have learned absolutely nothing. If instead I'm curious about like, why do you hold that opinion? Like, why does that feel true and resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah. Then you can start to, it doesn't mean you're going to come to some like holding hands and singing Kumbaya around a campfire, but like there might be a bit, it's just, it's the difference between a dinner conversation and Twitter. Right. Like at mm. dinner, you're not just going to like shout at each other unless you're all high on cocaine or something. You're not just going to sit there <laughs> shouting at each other, not listening. You're going to like somebody will bring something up. If something seems like it's a different opinion than everybody else, then you dig into why. And there still might be feelings hurt, but hopefully not as many. And there might be some understanding at the end by the time you get to dessert. And Twitter is fascinating because I've seen people lose their mind and get so angry. I've had conversations in real life with people. We've had perhaps opposite opinions, right? And I've never had a situation where I've seen someone shout at another person. They might get a bit wound up and a bit heated. Yeah. You know, like 
topics come up, but I've never seen someone just shouting at them. It's like you it, to live in this world, you have to be with people that disagree with you. I do think when it gets to the point where your government is impacting your life, controlling your life, I think that's when it gets really, really difficult because my beliefs are now going to become, say, part of government and they're going to rule you and rule your freedoms. Um, I think that's when it gets really hard when you get into that area. Yeah, especially if it's you know, also tied to um, <laughs> privacy violations like post-bro oh in America. Like yeah. it, it, there's there's consequences to things like that, um, which are really tricky. But I mean, like that's even something that we've talked about in our in our group chat. And I'm fine with that. Like it's just, it's part of the world. It's part of life. It's, we're not going to police what adults have to say or what adults think. So yeah. Yeah. Just a, com- no, a conversation where people need to employ a bit of empathy and curiosity. Yeah, I think so. Man- managing and managing humans isn't necessarily like the easiest thing in the world and it does take some skill. But I think yeah, empathy and realizing that people are humans and realizing that humans are nuanced and different and come from different backgrounds all that kind of thing. If you start at that point, I think it becomes easier, you know. Mm-hmm. I think as long as no one's uh, insulting other people and looking to damage them. Oh. Yeah. So let's talk about job. event. <laughs> so I will insert some kind of nice segue into event filtering, maybe, but I probably won't. <laughs> I'll just leave this in. Um, are, are we talking about the thing we never we said we were never going to talk oh. about, which is a feature before it's out? <laughs> so yesterday <laughs> I looked at the dashboard. No, fine. Yesterday I looked at the dashboard and I got and I'm like, it's nearly done. It's looking great. It's all in inertia. Oh damn! I've got to. There's this search bar on the events and there's event filtering that kind of works on the client but doesn't work on the server. Oh, it's like, oh, I've got to remove that. I don't want to remove that. Then I had this wave of, oh, I wonder how hard it would be to kind of do a phase one of event name filtering before all of Aaron's work comes into um, the querying. I spoke with Aaron and said, like, I just want to do this. And this is kind of the starting point. What do you think? And I was kind of going down the route of, of uh, a union all query. And he said, no, just do a join. And it's working, working great. So at this moment in time, I'm writing the event filtering and, and dude, like we're there, you know, I've got to obviously mm. test it and it's going to be going live of inertia. And I got sick. So I was kind of out of action for, for, for a few days. That was the dog for a few days. Um, and it just delayed things. Cause you know, the dashboard falls on me. I'm, that, that is my project. It's the dashboard. Obviously mm. other, you know, I'm not working on all the settings and stuff, but the dashboard is mine. So I, that's delayed things, but now we're looking at next week. We're looking at week commencing 24th of July um, is, is when it's going to go live. It's not really a, when it might go live, when it is going live. The mm-hmm. final few things of the loading states and everything, they were fiddly. But event filtering, I think we're going to look at dynamic columns. I'm going to talk to you about that after we have this, finish this podcast. But things are going really good. And, and this is just, again, laid the foundation for all the things that we want to do. And we are, the momentum is building and we're really going to go ham and I'm excited for it. So, uh, also we, we, we talked about this perhaps, but we're going to go public with our roadmap, right? Yeah. I've, des- I've written it. I just need you to go over it because there's some technical stuff. It's somewhere in our project management software for you to look at and it's assigned to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that as well. I'm excited to, uh, to share the roadmap. Cause right now our roadmap is just, Hey, it's like a form. It's like a form where people submit it and then I go through and read it. But yeah, I think having a public roadmap will be nice. 
Yeah, and it will stop support emails as well because people want to know where the product is going. If I'm going to put this on my website, I want to know that down the road you're going to have entry and exit filtering, dynamic event properties, that sort of thing. Like people want to know that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I fair. think we need to put that ahead of... I think there was always a thought for me as... And everyone thinks this, oh, but your competitors can see what you're going to do. I think that's true. Yeah. And I think that will it will help competitors. But I think you have to put your customers and your potential customers first and keep and let them know what's going on and then they can decide. Yeah. I also have faith in our ability to build well-tested features that work and are well thought out and are documented and are supported. So, if people want to copy yeah, that, cool. <laughs> you're you're throwing shade. Uh, yeah, cuz no one builds features, no one in this space builds features with as much um uh, what's the word? Uh, accuracy is not the word. Accuracy. Pro- thoughtfulness and, and yeah. yeah, build it properly. Exactly. So no, we know that's true, but that's, uh, that's uh, I can feel you throwing sh- a little bit of shade. <laughs> but yeah, um, roadmap is coming. Momentum's really built back up. We're in a place where we paid down a ton of technical debt and we've now got a, a change in front end infrastructure. And yeah, we're going to be starting hiring in uh, in a couple of months for developer roles and we'll put together a role and that's going to be a fun time. I'm embracing it, man. It's out of my comfort zone. I'm embracing it. Like every, this is growth, and we're being responsible about it. We're not spending what we can't afford. I think we're. This is going uh, really well. Oh, and something funny I want to share. Someone emailed me yesterday and said, "You know, we can help you with your churn, and we can reduce your churn by seventy percent." And I'm just thinking, what churn? Yeah, our churn <laughs> is way below anyone in the industry. No one has got churn as low as us. Like one percent, I don't know what it is. Some stupidly low number. No one's got churn like us. And it was just quite quite a funny email. So that's a little flex. Yeah, you're guessing at something that I would be very surprised if somebody could reduce our churn by seventy percent. How dare you suggest that our churn is high? But it's a common thing, man. And I think that's testament to how we do things and the transparency. I was thinking yesterday because I I was actually I signed up for a trial. Uh, just doing some tests and i actually you know how we send a lot of emails so people don't forget about fathom so they don't accidentally pay for it and that's a big motivation with that sequence i did feel like i got too many emails and the emails were a little bit annoying i know that's like just a random thought i'm just saying to you for the first time i'm like oh it's, like, oh, it's team fathom again and it might be because i know it's because i know the content so i'm just like oh um but we are like over the top because we don't want someone to be charged for a service that they have forgotten about, which a lot of SASs do. So, hey, put in your credit card and we just won't tell you when we're going to charge yeah. you. <laughs> oh, hey, you forgot to cancel. Whereas we don't do that. We're obsessed. Adobe looking at Is you. That <laughs> don't do that. I'm pretty sure Dropbox may do that as well. I apologize if, if Dropbox doesn't do that, but Adobe's done that to me a few times. And it's not even, and like the Adobe Creative Cloud suite isn't a cheap thing either. So, no. One final comment for the, to end off this episode. What the fuck is going on with Dropbox? Their service is awful. Their interface is awful. Their system is slow. Is it just that you get to a point where you have built up your company, you've disrupted everything, and then you just are basically shit? Because it's absolutely awful. It's so slow. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I haven't used Dropbox in many years because it's, I saw that it started to not 
work for me. I think, there's a, I think that's like the life cycle of a fast growing company is they do one thing, they do it really well, and then they max out that market. So they have to try to get into other areas and other niches. So they add a whole bunch of shit to the product to try to get other people. But then the initial people are just like, eh, this is really isn't for me. Like, this is just too much shit. But then they don't send emails about recurring billing. So not all of them churn out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it it seems like shady practices. Well, it might not be intentional. I might be reading into that. So but. slow. But, uh, to me, it's a case of okay, their software's so bloated and complicated that making small changes or or actually trying to improve things is so hard because everything's just connected. And I think about us, right? We're a far smaller product, and even when we talk about things like you know, be working on Teams. Teams has uh, Teams has. The team feature has its finger in kind of every area of Fathom, and it's kind of tricky to to start building that all in. Which and it's fine, and we we we've worked through it. But I don't think. Imagine being the scale of Dropbox. Imagine thinking about their data and how they structure it. You know, I, I, we have to we have to migrate billions of rows to a new table structure to make things faster. Well, Dropbox have probably got hundreds of billions of files. So I I guess that's it. You get kind of stuck in the mud, and you can't move as quickly. How do you avoid that then? You have to be willing to pay down technical debt and make changes, you know, when it makes sense. I mean, like, dude, we're we're about to do. A, we've got a whole bunch of changes that are happening and and different uh, like ways of querying data. What are we doing? Well, we're we're doing it now. We're biting the um, what's it? Biting the bullet? Biting the? You know, we're eating the bug. What is it? You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I, I do, we're but none of those things action. sound right oh, <laughs> at the same time. My brain. Blame my brain. So we're taking action. You've got to be willing to take action. You've got to have leadership that understands that action needs to be taken. The refactoring stuff that we've done, the adding of, you know, I think it's like 800 to 1,000 tests we've added. Um, getting that past leadership is not an easy thing. You know, so we I are leadership. That, no, we are. No, we are. So in a big yeah. company doing that, if someone went to their leadership and said, hey, we want to restructure the front end for, I don't know, two months or however long it's been with us. The leadership would turn around and say, go fuck yourselves. You'd have to have a really, they would have to be so, so, so bad. Or they'd say, yeah, you've got to do this amongst other things, which then just makes it take longer because you're doing other things. Um, yeah, it, it's really hard. So I think leadership has to be, has to be, like, have a transparent relationship with the dev team. And I, the companies vary. I know some companies do this really well, but I've heard companies where you, they kind of talk to their CTO and it's just awkward and their CTOs just like not stubborn, but just they're fixed in their ways and that sort of thing. So the CTO has to be just transparent and have a good relationship with the developers and be open-minded and be persuasive. I guess no, because they've got a board of directors they've then got to persuade. So that's just it. The companies get bigger. There's more people that decide. Whereas by having it just me and you, and we haven't got a big board of investors that have given us hundreds of millions of dollars, we can say, no, we need to do this because this is going to affect future growth of the product and it's going to cause us headaches and blah, 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 blah. We can then do that. And that's why smaller companies move faster and all that jazz. Yeah. I also think there's something to be said for software that just doesn't do everything for everybody. Right? Like I don't, I don't know how to make software like some of these big software suites less complicated because they just are complicated by virtue of the fact that they do a billion different things serve the whole market basically, yeah like microsoft word yeah. yeah exactly you know word perfect still exists people still use word I perfect 
Yeah. Like, here's the thing, though. If you're building a product like that and you're Microsoft and you, you don't really care about small players, it makes sense that they have all these features. They're targeting the entire word processing market, which is students, which is lawyers, which is everyone. It does make sense that they have all these features and it's Microsoft. Yeah, we're not doing that. Like, we're... And that's another thing. As you grow, you kind of reach different segments. I've talked about this before. How do you make sure your product stays focused? I think open mind and thinking about where you want to go. I think mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think, yes. it's, I think it's dangerous to assume that you are correct because you're the more senior person. <laughs> I think that's a recipe for a garbage place to work and a, a place with a, a product that, that can't be as good as it could be. Could listen to people yeah listen to people and we yeah we do we listen to customers i don't that I, i'd like to i'm gonna i'm so curious to see what happens with us as we get bigger because obviously we're not we're not trying to be microsoft but just how we keep grounded and a lot of these SaaS podcasts kind of start to die out as companies get into this stage because it's no longer the bootstrap company that's um you know disrupting and it transitions into just being a business and the business being run and the day-to-day stuff and there's less kind of drama um, or is there disruption? I don't know what it is, but I'm interested to see what happens to us as we continue to grow. Like I really am. And I, I don't have any expectations, but I think that as long as me and you keep talking and we keep our head in, in a good place, I think everything's going to be really, really good. Yeah. I mean, in five years time, I want to just, we can record us having money fights with each other on our private yachts. <laughs> I, I'm really boring with regards to money. Like I've said to you before, like I, like I have my dream since I was late teens. It'd be nice to have a countryside property in the UK. Outside of that, though, like sports cars and all this, I don't care. Literally, don't care. I um, I'm really getting stoked about building jobs for people to have better lives. Like that's really, really motivating. I, I feel that in my like, I just feel it in my heart. That sounds so. Uh, uh, but I feel it quite deeply. I feel really good about that. And I remember someone talked about this to me before about how it makes them feel. It's like, it really does. So I'm, that's kind of really motivating me at the second. Yeah, I think a, a lot of building a business is building a world or like building mm. a world that you think should exist. And like we both worked for crappy people or at crappy companies. And it's just like, it's it's never I th- I guess it's never the 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 sole or primary function of the job that or it's almost never that it's always the interpersonal relationships with the people you have to work with the people you report to the people like it's it's always it's almost always people problems so if we can be continuing to learn and evolve and adapt to just making it a good place for for people to spend a few hours of their day and then go off and live their lives. And yeah, I'm super stoked to make sure that we are always thinking about that. I like it. Let's go. 